Welcome to this week in Anderson Redskins Sports here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports, AndersonRedskins.org. I'm Jason Griefer. As always, we're joined by Anderson Athletic Director Chris Newton and Assistant AD Zach McCormick. Gentlemen, good are you? How much coffee have you had this morning? Not enough. We're still got. I got. I got one right in front of me. One I got one right in front of me too. Twenty-four ounce. There we go. So we're fired up, but we're excited to talk about uh, Redskin Sports. Let, let's start off with a, a, an event that happened last week. I know we touched on it a week last week's episode, but uh, a week that happened towards the end of the week, and that's the, the king of the hill. And uh, I know, uh, Chris, you channeled your inner Vince McMahon last week and predicting what was going to happen, and uh, boy, did it come to fruition. Uh, the team wins the king of the hill for the 12th year in a row. Take us through it. Yeah, it, it was unbelievable. Um you know, the kids and the coaches really, uh, you know, the kids have just bought into the coaches and the program and the youth. And, and um, to be able to sustain um, the, the quality that it takes to win that championship 12 years in a row is amazing to me. And, and we had some dominating performances. Um, McLean Morenci, I mean, this kid is crazy. We're, we're going to be talking about him for four straight years. He's a freshman, and and he just he not only dominates. I mean, he he inflicts pain and punishment on his opponents, and and some of the craziest moves. I don't know how he's got two little brothers, and he must practice on contortioning them every <laughs> night or something like that. It's amazing. But and then Evan McHugh, um, you know, our senior and leader. He's just. Uh, He's just such a main stable there, and so, I mean, he's a horse for us. And so th- those two guys really led us there, and, and and led us in the Oak Hills duels as well on the weekend. But they, uh, it was it was it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, twelve, 12 years in a row. It, it's hard to kind of put into words how huge of an accomplishment that is. Do the kids sense any pressure when this tournament comes along every year? That hey, we have to keep this thing rolling. We don't want to let down the the guys that came before us. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, we have a banner that, that hangs um, here at Anderson that, that has the dates. Um, you know, and you can, you can see when Bartels Road has won it, and you can see when McNick has won it. And, um, you know, you're right, those seniors, they want to make sure they leave um, their numbers up there when it's time. And so there is definite pressure. And, you know, I have a, um, had a great picture of Evan McHugh, um, you know, they, they, they wear it around like a Ric Flair robe. There it is. Um, and, and Evan McHugh was holding that around because um, they, they take the pride in it, and it, it's great. Absolutely. So congratulations to them. Uh, obviously, it's a huge momentum spur for the rest of the season. Uh, let's talk a little bit about – let's move uh, off the uh, wrestling, Matt. Let's talk about your academic team. We touched on them a week ago, and uh, the match that they were heading into against uh, Walnut Hills, who's always seemingly near the top of the league every year, and uh, things didn't quite go their way. Uh, as you talked about, Walnut Hills is obviously excellent, excellent every year in the academic side of things. Uh, how quickly was the team able to process that, learn from it, and then move on to uh, two important matches this coming week? Well, I, I think, you know, unfortunately you could say buzzsaw when you talk about Walnut Hills' AQT team. They, they are exceptional, and, and um, you know, they're, they're the, the toast of our league, and what it what it was great about it was you know and I talked to our coach afterwards when they got back off the bus and and our kids definitely you know felt the losses uh, that they took that night 
but it was very good for them because we're a young group. And, um, you know, they want to be really good. And, and to play them early in the year to see where it is we have to be um, to be able to compete against them was huge for our kids. And, um, you know, we're excited about this week. They play Withrow Tuesday and Milford Wednesday. And, and again, to be able to compete against some of the best kids around and see where you need to go, then, then that's all you can ask for. Now you got to put the hard work in to get there. Yeah. Zach, let's touch on that a little bit more. There's two ways you can take it. results that were the way they were. Walnut Hills wins both matches comfortably. There's two ways you can go with that. You can kind of let let it get you down and just think, oh gosh, what did it, what did we get ourselves into? Or you can take it and learn from it and try to make yourselves better. Are you sensing that the latter is the is the message being sent to the team right now? Absolutely. I mean, trust me, they, they have no problem learning. So I think <clears throat> they definitely learn from that. I mean, obviously you want the outcome to be a little bit different, but there's some tough-nosed kids, and they're hard workers. I mean, they really they really work hard at their craft on that, and, I mean, they practice all the time. And then for them to get beat like that, you know that they really want to win, and they know that it's a tough opponent and want to hills. Um, so they really they kind of have that match circled. Um, so they really want to do well, but... I mean, still, they're. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna work their tails off, and they're gonna do as much as they can to get better and figure out how they can beat a team like One at Hills and get up to that level. Let's move on to the uh, the bowling lanes here. Uh, tough tough result last week for both against Milford. Uh, back in action today against Williamsburg. Uh, as, as you get the sense going forward right now, as the season moves along, where are where what's the mindset uh, on on both the boys and the girls side uh, when they hit the lanes? Well, um, we get number one. We got to get Peyton Holden healthy. He's got a little bit of an injury right now, and he's he's our you know our go-to guy, and not only our one of our top bowlers, but he, he is such a as Zach has mentioned, he's a great leader, and so uh, we need to get him back healthy. Um, but but it, it's nice to see you know like a, a kid like Jake Stevens, who um, you know Zach and I spoke with the other the other day at the meet. Uh, at the match, and, you know, he's talking about how this is his first year. He wishes he would have done it earlier, um, but he has improved by leaps and bounds. And to see the improvement that these kids are making, uh, Brian Smith, who, um, you know, is starting to really, really, really come into his own, and to see those young kids improve is great. And, you know, today versus Williamsburg, we'll see, uh, you know, if they can continue. Uh, Zach will take the girls' side. Yeah, I mean, we have a ton of girls there. I mean, Maddie McClure, Maggie Knoll, both of them, I mean, they take the reins, on, and they're, they're great leaders as well. I mean, they go out there, and the, uh, and the Bakers match, you should, see, you should see those girls. I mean, they absolutely, they are our hammers, and they're fun to watch, and they put so much, um, they put so much energy into it. They really, I mean, they cheer each other on, and it's fun to watch because I think they're a close-knit group, and they learn from each other, and they're all encouraging each other all the time. And they're a really fun group to watch, and I think they're going to have a great week this week. Yeah, as you said, uh, taking on Williamsburg today at uh, Cherry Grove Lane. So, uh, folks, we got a chance to get on, get on out there and, uh, and uh, get loud. Uh, channel your inner Chris Newton if you can, and uh, 
Get excited out there. Uh, as uh, student absolutely. athletes can certainly use it there. Uh, let, let's move on. Uh, talk, we talked a little bit about last week about cheer and dance, getting the attention, getting the spotlight they deserve. Well, they, they were in a big one at the Seton Invite over the weekend. and uh, uh, We saw some of the highlights as we talked about last week, and uh, we saw some more this week uh, on the uh, social media. You guys are a great follow, and we'll, we'll get you the plugs at the end of the show here. But uh, Take us through these events for the dance team, the, the Seton Invite, kind of how these events work the logistics and what goes into uh, putting it together to allow these student-athletes to perform? Well, it, it's amazing. Um, Seton, first of all, uh, Seton High School, Wendy Smith is her athletic director. She does an absolutely incredible job. This is the, the dance competition takes over the entire school um, over there. And um, it, it, it just... I don't know how many teams. It must be 50, 60 teams, teams coming in from all, you know, kinds of uh, multiple states, and it is run all day long, and, and they do a great job um, with it. Our girls, um, they have, when they perform in the, in the big gym there, it is, it is packed. I mean, it is wall-to-wall people, and a lot of the times um, – you know, people, teams have to step out. Parents of other teams have to step out so parents of the teams can get in there and sit down. It is so crowded. So, number one, our girls get to uh, perform in that kind of environment when they go to Seton. So, you know, when they go to uh, things such as the ECC coming up here, when they go to the state championships, when they go to the nationals, you know, they've performed in front of those crowds like that before. And... Um, and they're not as nervous. And, and that's why doing stuff like this at this Seton Invitational is huge um, because they get used to that. And, um, and they performed incredibly well, as, as you saw. And some of the things that they do is, uh, I mean, it, it's crazy. And these girls work so hard. And, you know, and, and they're not your, you know, they don't get all the notoriety uh, that, you know, a basketball team does or a, something like that, a soccer team but I got to tell you what, they put in probably more hours than any group here, and so it's nice to be able to go out and celebrate them. And they don't have the same number of competitions as well, so when they do have them, um, it, it, it's so you know so much more important because they are few and far between. They also they have a uh, a uh, Martin Luther King Junior Day clinic that they do for our youth here in in Anderson Township, and that's coming up here next Monday. And um, they do so many different things in our community, and it's just it's a great squad. Yeah, that's awesome to see, Zach, to see that not only put the effort in, you know, having to having to do what they do, put all the hours in, but still take time out and step away from competition to uh, to give back in the community. That's a really cool thing to, to, to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> that comes from the coach, too. It always starts with the coach and – T. Rose does a – I mean, Taylor Rose, sorry. I always call her T. Rose. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> we're, we're among friends job, here. Um, with the kids. And you can tell that she she cares about our community as well, and that's one of the things that she takes pride in. And that, that follows down to the kids, and you can see that in, in the way that they do things. And it's very fun. That's very fun to see because, I mean, we want our school to do well. We want our teams to do well. But we also want to see our community flourish in any, any way that we can give back. I mean, and have coaches like Taylor Rose do that. I mean, it is 
we are very proud of her. We're very, very proud of our kids and our team for doing that, for sure. As you should be. That's uh, really tremendous to see. And I have to imagine you're pretty proud of the uh, gymnastics team after what they did over the weekend. We talked last week, seeing what some of them are doing on the vault and the beam and the uneven bars. Well, you guys threw out a bunch of – decided to vary it up this week, and, we're, and we watched a bunch of videos on the social media of various student-athletes doing all kinds of nutso things on the floor exercise on the this past weekend – uh, those were great to watch, great athletes, and obviously a lot of youth, as we talked about. What is Coach Bailey seeing right now from this team's overall performance? She is seeing her kids absolutely fly through the air. I mean, I don't think they're – you said on the floor. I don't think they were hardly on the floor. <laughs> I mean, they were flipping and spinning all over the place. I'll tell you, we were there um, at Cincinnati Country Day on Saturday, and it was a blast to watch. And the girls absolutely performed their hearts out. I mean, some of the I mean, like we said, Anna Grace White, I mean, Olivia Lee, Abby Westman, Sydney Earls. We have so many, Maddie Belcour, so many young girls that are going out there and competing for some of the first times out there. Um, and they, let me tell you, they didn't disappoint. They were doing some stuff that, I mean, they had me nervous over there watching them. I didn't know if they were going to get hurt because <laughs> they were doing some wild stuff. But they are such a fun group to watch. And Coach Bailey has to just be, I mean, so pleased with them because they are a tight-knit group who really, really bonded well together. And to watch the stuff that they're doing, I mean, I'm telling you, it's crazy. It's scary to watch for me almost. So, so are, you, are you saying we should rename that event, change it from the floor exercise to the air exercise? <laughs> I think we might have to because our girls were in the air the whole time it was fun to watch yeah it certainly was again check that out on social media we'll, the guys will give the the social media handles here in just a few minutes uh let's move on to the hardwood here as we wind things down this week let's start with the girls a bit of a tough stretch right now for the girls have dropped five of their last six however i'm looking at this schedule and, and boy you talk about a, a difficult schedule they are navigating through right now you know obviously you're playing some very difficult games but but uh, in the non-conference, but this is a loaded ECC this season. Is that what you're seeing as well, that it's maybe not necessarily what you have on the team, it's just the schedule they are playing that's so daunting right now? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely playing They're definitely playing a tough schedule, but that's also what we ask for. That's what we want. I mean, we want to prepare our girls for later in the season and to make a run in a tournament. So, I mean, we think that they're they're really – I mean, even though it is a tough schedule, they're doing their best to prepare themselves to play the best basketball they can late in the season and to have a tough non-conference schedule like this and to have a tough conference like the ECC. I mean, the ECC is loaded on the girls' basketball side. Um, so to watch them is, I mean, they're, they're a tough-nosed group, and they've had a, lot, had a lot of injuries and dealt with a lot of adversity, just like Seton on, uh, on what was that, Wednesday? But Seton was, I mean, it was an incredible game. We were up up late, and then, I mean, I think we were up six with 50 seconds left, and then Seton comes down, and they have a couple girls that were some snipers <laughs> that were just absolutely cashing three balls left and right. In the last 50 seconds, I think they made three three, three balls. Um, and that was tough for our girls. We ended up having Sarah Sweeney had a, uh, had a chance. Phil Sheldon drew up a great play. We had a chance with one second left to get a shot to tie it up, but um, it unfortunately fell short. Um, but our girls, I mean, they've been dealing with stuff like that all year with, with a bunch of different things happening and dealing with the adversity. So our girls are going to 
they're going to bounce back from this for sure, and they're going to uh, be playing their best basketball later in the year coming up to the tournament. And they've got a busy week this week. You talk about the non-conference schedule. They're going to take on McNick uh, tonight, as a matter of fact, and then you get to Walnut Hills back into the league and then Bartels Road on Saturday. When you're in a tough stretch like this, do you look at it as a benefit that the schedule stays busy, that they don't have time to sit and reminisce and think about some of these tough results, that they can just get right back on the floor and, and try and get things corrected and move forward? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, you want to uh, coming from an old from a baseball standpoint when you when you take a, a loss, you can't wait to get back on on the the field, and that's a great thing about baseball is you play every day. Um, you know, basketball. You want to make sure that you uh, that you correct, you know, the errors. So you want to make sure you have a little bit of practice time, but you want to get back out there as fast as you can. So I'm sure they're excited, you know, not only to play McNick tonight just because it's McNick, but also to get back out out there out there after you know, Loveland on Saturday. And like you said, then you go to Walnut Wednesday, and then you go to Bartels Road Saturday. So um, there's no rest for these girls today. The good thing, uh, really the great thing about this team is that there are so many competitors on it. Um, There's a lot of multi-sport girls. So we have a number of uh, soccer players on that, uh, for example. Um, And and so, you know, they love to compete and, uh, you know, shoot three games in a week. It doesn't get any better than that. So they'll be competing all week long, and, and, and they'll be strong. Like Zach said, that's what we want. We want, we want to challenge our kids, and um, they're going to be challenged this week, that's for sure. Let's move over to the boys' side, and I save this for last because what a weekend your boys had. There was a tough result against West Claremont on Tuesday, but then to come back in maybe one of the games of the year in the Cincinnati area to beat Kings – in triple overtime on Friday night. Uh, Chris, I have to imagine, if you could, you would make your like tweets like extra large caps uh, after after this game because this was incredible to follow going all the way through and to be able to gut it out in triple overtime. I'm sure uh, th- this was a huge win for this team. Oh, it, it was unbelievable. And and you're right, you know, the, the tweets. And it, it's hard. To, um, you know, I do an absolutely terrible job of in-game tweets. I mean, I do a terrible job just because I get lost in it, and that's one of the things Zach Zach has done an incredible job of of in game tweets. But uh, even Zach got lost up in the game, and and we didn't tweet out at all because we were fired up and we were going, and there were things happening. We had a great crowd. We had the Sherwood Rap and Ropers. I mean, it was. I could not think of a better night, and for it to go into a three-overtime game, I mean, I still have a bunch of tweets that I would love to send out about it because (laughs) it was such a special night. But, man, our kids, you know, James Cannon threw in 24 that night. Jack Huster had 12. Um, Josh Overbeek was an absolute beast on the board. It double-digit rebounds. Had one of the best block shots I've ever seen. Um... In, in in that game in overtime, which helped us win there, but it was just it was a total team effort. It was um, our you know we had a like I said a huge crowd, and the really neat thing about it, two things wise was our community. We had the Sherwood Rap and Ropers there, so we had a bunch of community members there, and without a doubt, 
we had the best four ball boys I've ever seen in my life. Was it four or five? It was four. Four. I'm going to tell you what. These guys were the best. And and the officials, they couldn't say enough great things about them. So um, I'm going to be sending a tweet out about those guys today because they were incredible. A big, big game, obviously, nonetheless. Uh, Zach, I, from, from what it sounds like now, are you becoming Chris's sort of like get-back coach where you've got to keep, got to rein him in a little bit and uh, try and keep uh, somewhat of an administrator hat on, if you, if you will? Uh, yeah, let's just say I stand behind him and I, I grab a hold of his belt, and anytime he starts <laughs> to try and run out there on the court, I just kind of pull him back a little bit, let him get fired up, let him scream as much as he can. But when he tries to run out there on the court, because I think he would, he would run around and do jumping jacks, flips i mean he gets so fired up at these games but <laughs> this goes to show you because he cares so much about the kids and wants to see them do so well, well i'll tell you what we we even had our superintendent our superintendent scott prebles was driving on the road and and was communicating with our principal and he even stopped over to catch the last part of the game and he saw all the overtimes so i mean we had everybody here <laughs> that that's certainly a good thing, and uh, Zach, let me let, let me let's let's continue on from that. Uh, obviously, a huge win, a a very emotional game. I'm sure a very tiring game for the student athletes. But then to turn around the very next night and and, and be able to grind out a win over Lebanon, I, what does that say about this team that they can process an emotional win over Kings and then move on the very next day and get another win? I mean, I think it's, it's it says a lot about our kids. I mean, the kids, to go through, I mean, they pretty much played a game and a half on Friday. The game went late till about 10, um, and they were they were there. I mean, we didn't really want that night to end on Friday, so we were there a little bit later. Kids were sitting around talking after the game, so they got home late. I'm sure they didn't get as much sleep as they would have loved, but to come around the next day and to get back into it against a tough Lebanon team is very, very tough. But the kids, I mean, they battled all year. Things have not gone their way some days, and sometimes they did. And that day, I mean, last, er, Saturday, James James Camden, again, he's just been torching the Nets all year. Jack Huser, though, he's a senior. I mean, he has been an unbelievable leader, and he just does little things. It might not always pop out on the score sheet, but, I mean, he controls the game. He does so many things well for us, and is really just a great emotional leader to kind of keep us balanced and stay down late in the game. And then Josh Overby, Newt said he had one of the best blocks on Friday. You should have seen one of the blocks he had on Saturday against Lebanon. A kid, I think it was number zero, was going up for for a dunk on oh, a fast man, break. that's right. And Beak just comes out of nowhere and blocks it off the backboard. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. The kid is just a hustling machine. And plays with some great emotion, I'll tell you that. Um, but they're... The way that our kids battled through um, the Friday night win and then bounced back on Saturday to come in there and find find a way to gut it out, find a way to um, channel some of that energy and get it going towards uh, towards Lebanon was incredible to see, and I was very, very excited to watch that. Lastly, before I let you guys go, Zach, you kind of touched on it. Things have gone their way. Sometimes things haven't gone their way. It's been kind of a very, very yo-yo-like season. Uh, for this boys basketball team. Do you look at this weekend, the win over Kings and the turnaround to beat Lebanon the next day as a possible turning point for this team to put it together for the home stretch? Um, I do. I think so. But, I mean, 
As a program, we just try and win the day, and D-Lo does a great job with the kids, um, and they just try and win the day and get better each and every day. I mean, we hope that, that that's a turning point for the wins, and the wins continue to pop, start to pile up. But we just, I mean, they just want to focus on getting better every single day, and hopefully the wins will come. If we continue to do the right things and win the day every single day, I think the wins will start to come in that column, and, and our kids and our coaches are going to do a great job and make sure that that comes true. Well, I'd certainly say you guys have won uh, this podcast here, and uh, we are out of time, though. Unfortunately, we got we could talk for a long, long time, obviously, on Redskin Sports. But uh, before I let you go, guys, the, for this week, uh, let us know where everybody can uh, follow you on the social media because it's a great follow. All right. Um, on on Instagram, you can get the AHS Redskins or Anderson High School 1. And then the best Twitter follow in the country at <laughs> – AHS Redskins underscore AD to follow the infamous Chris Newton. And then, um, yeah, big words, Darn, big words out today. I've been called. <laughs> and then uh, live scoring is Anderson High SC1 um, to follow the live scoring. Yeah, those are for the in-game tweets. Yeah, yes, the in-game tweets because you're too busy uh, getting involved with it. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the video when you guys win on like a buzzer beater shot and Newt, you're the first one storming the floor to uh, tackle oh, that winning shot. That's for sure. I I, I totally believe it. Uh, guys, great to talk to you <laughs> once again. I look forward to it, and we'll we'll speak again next week. Thank you so much. Thanks, we guys. really appreciate it. All right, that is Anderson Athletic Director Chris Newton and Assistant AD Zach McCormick here on AndersonRedskins.org, and you've been listening to this week in Anderson Redskins Sports here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.